0: So, um, I think we were doing, we were studying uh, Shloka 39, uh, 40, and 41 in the last class. Um, So, as I said, in the last class, the shlokas from now on to the end of this chapter and then to the end of the sixth chapter is the core of Gita, right? And the core of Gita is between this sloka, sloka 39, to the end of 6th chapter. And that is yoga. See, Gita is called what? Gita is called Yoga Shastra. Right? So, Yoga Shastra, that means the core of Gita is the concept of yoga. Right? And then, Krishna is introducing that. Krishna says, Eshate Abhita sankhe, Buddhir Yogetu Imam shruno, buddhya Yaya Partha, Karma Bandham, Prahasyasi. That means... From shloka 11 to shloka uh, 30, I think shloka 30 is sankhya. Sankhya means what is sankhya? What did I say sankhya was? See, there is a school of thought in the in the Vedanta or in, in the Vedic school of thought called sankhya, school of thought. But that is not what Gita is talking about. Right? That sankhya is much. It, it's later. And the yoga, this uh, yoga asana. That yoga is not what Krishna is talking about in the Gita. So, in the whole of Vedanta literature, Sankhya and Yoga do not refer to Asana Yoga or the school of thought Sankhya, right? So, what is Sankhya in in in, uh, in Vedanta? I said it is Shuddha Atma Tattva right? It is the knowledge of Jiva and Paramatma in their essence, right? That is Sankhya. Now, Krishna, and what is yoga? Yoga is tadupaya. Yoga means strategy. That means, Sankhya is what, what is, yoga is how to, right? Yoga is skill, Sankhya is information. So, what Krishna is saying in shloka 39 is, till now I have given you the knowledge, understanding, but you have to inculcate that knowledge into your actions, right? You have to inculcate that knowledge into your actions and now i'm going to teach you how to inculcate that knowledge into your actions and also since yoga is not just inculcating sankhya into actions or sankhya in action it also is a way to learn sankhya because the action leads to knowledge right knowledge leads to enlightened action action leads to knowledge so it is both are related to each other sankhya and yoga right both are related to each other now, so that's what Krishna is saying. Till now, I've g- talked about, or are, I've given you the knowledge of sankhya, which is atma jnana. Right? Now, I'm going to tell you how to inculcate that atma jnana into your actions, in, into your everyday actions. Right? So, and then you know, the next two stokers were you know how you can just start, and it will be fruitful and all that. Right? Now, one thing we have not in the last class dealt with. Is, is how Sankhya can be inculcated into action in everyday life now what, so from Shloka 30, uh, 11 to Shloka 30 is Sankhya and I said Sankhya is the knowledge of Atma now what? what is the knowledge of Atma what, what did we learn in those, in, in Sankhya any, any, anything that you remember from Sankhya What do you remember from Sankhya? You should, <laughs> you should remember <laughs> a lot of stuff. I don't know what, what
1: is. is a lot of stuff.
0: No, we learnt like you know related to Jiva, what did we learn? The body dies, the jiva doesn't die, right? You know, things like that. What, so what did you learn? It's
1: immortal
0: Correct. It's it's eternal. We learned all so we learnt three important things. Krishna talks three important things. One, first thing is Jiva and Deha are different. Jiva and Deha are different. That means I am not my body. That is the first point. Right? When Krishna says "Dehino asmin yatha dehe kaumaram yovanam jara tatha Dehantra prapti dheeraastatra means the body changes but the Jiva remains the same. Right? so the, the the deha and the jiva are different. That means I am not my body is the first key point. okay what is the big deal? Okay, I am not my body so so what? You have to ask the, because he's saying I have to inculcate this into action. if there is some some big deal in it then you know it is helpful. in what way do you think? Thinking that I am not my body is helpful. Body, what is the big deal? You will know,
1: you unlock your body one day and so you have to go with that understanding that uh, this is not going to be there. Body is... Okay. That will make you less, uh, you know, less anxious that,
0: you
1: know, if you are having a disease or... that you think that... Uh, okay. There is something you are going to lose anyway, so why, you know, why get
0: too anxious about it? Well, why not lose now itself? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we are not responsible
0: for our actions we are not responsible for, our, no, no way no, we are not
2: responsible
0: we, we... actually see Vedanta is the uh, the opposite of that, we are the only ones responsible for our actions with karmapala, you cannot share it with your wife, right <laughs> there is a story in, Veda, in, in in the Puranas the person goes to his wife and says ok, my bad karmas will you share She says, no, no. why would I <laughs> So, every, everybody's karma, only you have to suffer or enjoy. You cannot share it, right? So, you are the only one responsible for your karma. So, that, so that is there, right? But, the first point, which Krishna... Okay, that is fine. That is fine. Okay, that is there. But, but uh, what, uh, what I'm talking about is, Krishna says, you are not your body, right? All the later literature, which says you know, you are actually not your body, do not identify with your body. Where did it all start? It started from Gita, Sankhya, right? This is where it starts. And Gita is summarizing what Upanishads are teaching. So Upanishad is saying this. Upanishad is saying, you are not your body. I am saying, what is the big, big deal in that? So you need to tell me, what is the big deal in saying, I am not my body. Or in understanding that I am not my body. What is the big deal in that? It's just an understanding. It's an understanding, but is yeah. there... He says that understanding has to be inculcated in a, as a life skill. It
1: helps to... Uh, that understanding help for life, you know, when
2: you... So, you just, so you don't get
0: attached to your body. Attached to your material. To your body. Okay, okay, in a way, yes. In a way, yes. But just... Just between body and jiva, that un- what does that understanding bring you? That you know these two are different. What what is it bringing you? No, wait, wait, let's, let me give you an example because I will not tell you the answer. I want you to tell me the answer. Okay? I'll give you this example. There's this this kid, right? Who is not learning correctly? I mean, he's not getting good grades. And you tell that kid, there's some you there's some problem with you. You know, you're not getting good good grades because there's a problem with you. What is that? And then there is another person who says, No, you're not getting good grades because you're not or the learning is not made relevant to you. These two positions. One position I say there's a problem with you. That's why you cannot learn. In the other position, I'll say you are not able to study because that studying is not made relevant and interesting to you. What are those two positions? So the first one you
3: are passing a judgment, but something is wrong with the person. Yeah, correct. Second thing,
0: we have So in the second one, what are you doing? You are externalizing, right? when the problem is internalized, you cannot solve the problem. Right? If you are the body, then if the body is, you know, if if you are bad, then, you know, body is bad, you are bad. There is nothing, you cannot do anything about it. Right? How do you solve a problem? Not by internalizing. By externalizing the problem, you can solve the problem. If you internalize it, you cannot solve the problem. So, the, 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 uh, the aspect of what Krishna is saying that you are not your body why is it relevant, why is it important and how is it, how does it become a life skill is when you think you are not the body then you can look at your body and analyze it and fix it if you are the body yourself you are not, you are internalizing everything you are not fixing any problem right to fix a problem you have to externalize the problem if you are the problem you cannot be the solution right the problem has to be external and there has to be there will be a solution if the problem is internal there is no solution right you look at the problem from a different angle exactly from you have to be have the ability to look at the problem right so this two different things give you when when you say i am not my body then it gives you the ability to look at yourself like you know in the katopanishad when we were studying katopanishad there's a beautiful uh, mantra in the katopanishad it says, paranchikani khani vetranat swayambhu tasmat parakpashyati na antaratman kashchid dhiraha pratyagatmanam aikshate avrattachakshuh amrutatvamichhan What the Upanishad mantra is saying is God has given the senses which are so lowly, he says, because it sees outside. And what it makes us is to see outside. It's only a few, kashchid it's only a few great ones that have the ability to transcend it, avrutta chakshun, that means turn the eyes inwards and look at the real thing. So that means, turning inwards, how can you turn inwards? When you externalize it, right? Otherwise you will always, when you identify with the body, you always look outside. You can, when you externalize the body, you can actually look at yourself as an object of knowledge, right? So that is what, I am not my body brings, right? And all the literature that says you are not your body, they all go back to the source, Gita, which is summarizing the Upanishads. That is what tells you you are not your body. And the the, the consequence of this is that that when you are not the body, that means you externalize the problem and can handle it and solve it. Okay, That that, that is how what is you are not your body becomes how to. Solve the problem, right? So yoga is how to. Sankhya is what is. That is one thing. The second thing is Krishna keeps saying, "Atma is nitya, Atma is eternal." He says, "Right, Atma is eternal." My my question is, what is the big deal? Atma is eternal. Okay, so what? A person who is in pain, he doesn't want anything to be eternal. He wants to die, right? So if he does, he does not die. He cannot die. That is even more suffering. So what is the big deal in saying it is eternal? What is the consequence? There has to be some interesting consequence in the life or as a life skill that will be derived from the proposition that Atma is eternal. If it is just a fact, right? If you know if Paramatma is eternal, you are eternal, I am eternal, everything is eternal, what's the big deal? Right? So when Krishna says you are eternal, that means you have no beginning. Have no end; it has to have an interesting life consequence. Otherwise, you know, there is no. How do you inculcate this proposition that Atma is eternal? And in, in my question is: Okay, if Atma is eternal, what is the big deal? The only common thing is the karma. No, so what I'm asking: What is the big deal? Atma is eternal. So, so what? Let's take the Paramatma out of the equation. Just the proposition that Atma is eternal. Is it of any help? You don't...
2: I mean, the worries of your life basically is... There's no point in worrying about things when everything is eternal. Right? Like, no matter what you do, it's going to continue.
0: Okay, so then it means don't do anything. Well, uh,
2: basically more for like uh, suffering. Worries and sadness. Right. Um, for those part, for, for the emotions, there is no. Uh, you don't need to put so much weightage
0: on your emotions if, because asthma. How do How do you link those two?
2: Uh, because I mean, like, no matter what you feel, uh, it's just the bodily thing, right? Like your, Correct. Uh, the soul. Uh, no, the yeah, soul, the jiva. Soul, yeah. Yeah, the jiva still continues. So Correct.
0: Once you understand that aspect, then you don't feel for the departure of another human being. Uh, okay, but you see, Arjuna's question again was: even if jiva was nitya, still dukkha is is valid. Because I know Bhishma is gone. Bhishma is gone, right? I mean, I will not be able to talk to him. I will not, you know. So dukkha is still there, even though I know, you know that that you know his jiva is nitya, but still his deha is gone. Therefore, that kind of interaction is is gone. So still, dukkha is valid, right? So, but but the, but the, what I'm asking is, leave the other being nitya, but yourself being nitya. Like, what does it mean when Krishna says you are nitya, you are you are eternal? It has to have a consequence for life skill. Otherwise, you know, it has no meaning, right? I mean, if it is eternal, yeah, it's just a fact, and so that fact. See, in Vedanta, whatever is stressed has a prayajana, has a usefulness. Otherwise, they don't say anything in Vedanta. There is no bare facts. But they are facts which will have consequences in life. Only those are mentioned. All the others, you know, it's not needed, right? So, when
2: it is eternal, then there's, know, there's no permanent. point in you know, worrying things. It's like, uh, you know, uh, there, is, there could be so many other uh, things. Which is not under control. To be, I mean, say, take the case of Bhishma. Right. Is, is I mean, will and the body is no more. So right. that process is like just not because of him technically. I mean, it's because of so many other factors, a number of other eternal factors, Correct. contributes to his death. Correct. So I mean, worrying for. I mean, I, uh, from the point of Arjuna. Worrying for that is not going to help anyway because it's completely out of his control. It's going to happen anyway. Correct. Okay. So, um, so the, when you say Atma is also eternal, then you know just that uh, there are so many other things where uh, I don't know how do I say it. Like hmm. um, we cannot have any control. It's just that. No,
0: you're you're telling some yeah. What you're saying is valid. But it is a next. That's the next point. But but the question is, let's say Krishna says you, Karthik, you are eternal. Do not worry about others being eternal and they being dead or you know alive or nothing. Don't worry about that. Just the fact that you are eternal, does it bring anything, anything useful? Uh,
2: brings detachment. I mean things like. The day-to-day things which we are uh, getting into, um, right. we feel like everything is happening on, on because of us, and because when I do s- such thing, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I shouldn't do anything. It's like when I do, there there could be a re- n number of other reasons right. ca- causing the actions to be performed.
0: Okay, that is still that that, that comes uh, uh, in, in the next point. Okay. okay, so I'll I'll tell you this. Let me let me give you the co- okay. Uh, uh, what
2: don't worry about what you are
0: going to lose because losing body but you carry on your good karma what yes correct that is right there is another point here see let's say you are nitya everything else is nitya what is the big deal right if you are nitya everything else is nitya if you you have an a grade everybody has a grade what is the vishesha right? what is so special What I am asking is, why is that special? There is no Vishesha, right? You are eternal, everything is eternal, there is no need for any Vishesha, right? But, the fact that you are eternal means what about things around you? They
1: are not
0: eternal. Exactly, right? When Krishna says, you are changeless, that means what? Everything around you changes, right? When Krishna says, you will always be there, does mean means what about others? They will not be there, right? So the question is. No, no, I'm I'm talking about everybody. Atma will be there from Atma's point of view, his experiences, in the word? impermanent, right? So basically, when he's he, when Krishna says you are permanent, the two things are coming together. That means you are permanent. Everything around you is impermanent.
1: No, he, he didn't say that. No, he didn't say that. It is. How, how
0: else can you be permanent? How else can you be permanent and be special? Do you mean other
1: material
0: objects, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm talking, not talking about other jivas. I'm For a jiva who is a sadhaka, when Krishna says you are permanent, which means you cannot be number one and be the only one racing, you know, in, in the race, right? So that means there have to be other people who are two, three and four. Right? When you say Krishna says you are number one, that means there are many other people who are not number one, right? So when Krishna says you are changeless, means what? It means everything else is changing, right? When Krishna says you are nitya, that means everything else other than you is anitya, right? So that is the thing. What is the big deal of Krishna saying you are nitya? Is to point out. That you are Nitya, everything around you is Anitya. And what Shankaracharya says, he, he, in, in this chapter he says, Nitya Anitya vastu Viveka. The Viveka, that means that the ability to discriminate, distinguish between what is permanent and what is not. That is the Viveka. Right? So when Krishna says that, so what is the, when that is Sankhya, every, you are permanent, everything else is impermanent. What is the What is the how-to skill that comes from that? So that means, if everything else is temporary, impermanent, how do you handle the change? Correct? So when if you are permanent, that means everything is temporary, impermanent, everything around you that you come across, relationships, things, everything are impermanent, and therefore the consequence in yoga, how do you inculcate it? How do you handle change? What is your attitude to change? Change management. Right? So Sankhya is change management. Sankhya says you are permanent, everything else is impermanent. Yoga says, What is your attitude to change? This is this is what should be your attitude to change. That is what is and how to, right? Sankhya and yoga. First one is Sankhya says you are not your body. Yoga says Therefore, you can externalize the problem and solve it. How to solve it? By externalizing it. Sankhya says, you are permanent. Yoga says, therefore, you have to have this kind of an attitude to change. Attitude to change, change management. Those are very, these are life skills. Yoga means life skill, right? How to handle things in life. One is by externalizing, how to externalize. The second one is by having the correct attitude to things around you. Because they all change no matter what okay that's that's the second point what's the third point see if you look back in the uh, in, in the uh, 11th to 30 you know the sankhya krishna says ya that is the one who if a kills b one who thinks that a killed or a is the killer or B is killed, both do not know because neither A kills nor B is killed correct? Do you guys, you, you remember that, that portion of Sankhya? that means A neither kills nor B is killed we understand nor B is killed because B, Atma is eternal, so B does not get killed and because in the first proposition Atma and they are different therefore what gets killed is the body, B continues, right? So that aspect, we know. What is this aspect? Air does not kill. That is what you were pointing out, right? Now, Krish- uh, Arjuna killed Karna, right? See, Krishna is, you know, when, when Krishna talks in the Gita, it is very puzzling. Krishna says, you do not act, therefore you have to get up and fight. I mean, what, it doesn't make any sense, right? You, Krishna says, Arjuna, you are Nishkriya, you do not act. Therefore, do not keep quiet, get up and fight. Tasma, you know, Yuddhasra Bharata, get up and fight. How do you make sense of it? In one sentence he says, you are Nishkriya, you do not act. In the other sentence he says, get up and act. Right? It has to have some some kind of a meaning, otherwise it's senseless. You now we we discussed this right in the class, and I gave the example of "I turn the light on right and then you know then the ego associates itself with the uh, the consequence, right and then when you turn the light on, it does not come on, then you come back to the sentence, "I turn the switch on and then light comes on, and the next time you turn the switch on, light does not still come on, then you say, "I turn the switch on, there should be power, and then the bulb should be okay, and there are in you know, many, many, many causes that make consequence, right? then you come to the fact that all I control is my actions consequences I do not control right? so here what Krishna is saying in the ultimate analysis is Arjuna killed Karna, is that correct? it is correct, right? that is called as vyavahara Buddhi Vyavahara Buddhi means in the normal day to day lingo, that is correct A kills B Right? Here, you know, even though it is a context of war, Krishna is talking about killing. But anything A created, A invented, you know, whatever you can add anything. So anything, right? If A kills B, or Arjuna kills Karna, did Arjuna kill Karna? Yes. That is not, you know, that is not in doubt. Arjuna did kill Karna. Therefore, the question that Krishna is asking is, did Arjuna really kill Karna? The answer is no. Arjuna really did not kill Karna independently. Because it was the arrow of Arjuna and the hand of Krishna, right, that killed. So that way, right, the arrow of Arjuna becomes nimitta, instrument. That's all, because of that it happened. But in spite of that it would have happened. But he was just an instrument in that whole thing. In the whole drama, Arjuna was the instrument, his arrow was the instrument. Right? But what was the real cause? Because if you look at the 11th chapter, Vishvarupa Darshana, in the Vishvarupa Darshana, when Arjuna sees in you know, a whole of whole of different forms of Krishna as the Creator, Destroyer, and all of these things, he sees that in one of the forms of Krishna, the mouth is wide open, right, with canines and all that. He describes that, and then all these warriors are going into the mouth, right, and then he sees Krishna, uh, he sees uh, Karana, Bhishma. All of them are going into that mouth, their heads. Churnita Uttamanga he says. That means Uttamanga means head. Churna means peace peace. Right? So their heads are being churned or you know crushed by the canines of this Kala And but still Karana and Bhishma are still alive. That means the hand of God has decided is you know its end. But the thing is who is going to be the instrument? Arjuna was just the instrument. Right? So it was Arjuna's arrow, but Krishna's hand that killed Karna. But that killed anybody, right? Duryodhana. So there is a
1: predetermined destiny, which everybody has, and then everybody does according to the, play, play out the drama. The play out the drama based on their karmas, right? It's all their karmas. Everything
0: is their karmas, right? But again, we were discussing: Does this hold in legal terms? Right? If right, Arjuna cannot claim, "I did not kill uh, Karna," right? Arjuna did kill Karna. So yes it means it's not the action that, that determines the legality it is the intention right it is the intention that determines the illegality I intended to kill my actions caused the killing right but in the bigger picture it was the instrument but the very fact that you are the instrument because of your karma makes you the uh, you know the one who is responsible. Right? So, we are responsible for our karma. Right? We are the owners of our karma. But the thing is, we are not the responsible for our consequence. Because the consequence is beyond our control. Right? So, these are the three things. First is, I am not my body. And the consequence of which is externalizing the problem. Second one is, I am eternal. Which means everything around me is eternal. And that means, how do I, what is my attitude to change? How should I view change? And the third one is, I do not act independently I am just an instrument right, so these are the three things and how do I go about in this world with that point of view so even the
1: intentions are predetermined
0: no intentions are not predetermined
1: so I mean the consequences are I mean, predetermined but I mean without
0: those intentions you won't have those consequences Unintended so I
1: mean, how do you think con- right?
0: you, den- you intend man wills God, you know what what is that A man proposes God disposes. and then you want to do something, something else happens, right? But you can have either way, you can have both ways. When it happens according to your plan, you think I did it. But in in reality, when you look at it, you know, you see there are so many other factors that contributed to the consequence or the result, right? So Krishna is saying, leave that and focus on what you can do. That means that there are two kinds of things, that which I can influence, that which I cannot influence, Krishna says, karma neva that comes in this, in the next few slokas, that is the one. right? Adhi- your adhikara, that means your fitness, is just to act. Consequences out of your control. right? So, I can only act. That is one of the consequences. The change management is the second consequence. And externalizing the problem is third consequence. So, that is how, how Sankhya gets inculcated into yoga, you should be very clear on this. right? Because Sankhya is knowledge, and that knowledge has to transform into skills and consequences, and that's what Krishna is promising, right? And that's what yoga is, right? Other question. So that, let's see if you are clear on this. Okay, Atma is really niskriya, That's also true, right? What does who who does kriya? What who does action? Let's say a person you chop off his hands, legs, voice box, everything is gone. Does he do action? okay let's say kaya vacha he cannot do that means bodily action sp- you know speaking he cannot do say so, manasa he does action thinking let's say that even that is gone he is just he just alive that's all he cannot think nothing right he is in coma can such a person act no bodily actions are not karma see be careful about karma right if there is no intention there is no karma even though there is action that, is, should, that should be very clear. See, even, even this non-living thing has action. You know, when I move it, it moves. Is it his karma? Yes, it's karma. But it's not the karma that the Vedanta is talking about. Karma is bare action. That is not what it's talking about. It is talking about intended action. And that is only for Jiva. Because Jiva is Chaitana. He can think, he can desire, right? Intention. Without intention, there is no karma. Right? Just because you are walking... That does not give you good or bad karma. If I walk from my, you know, uh, car park and he, till here, is it a good karma or bad karma? There is no karma. But wasn't that karma? It was karma. Why is it not good or bad karma? There's no, there's no karma. Exactly. There is no intent. You did not desire anything. But if you come desiring to do something, then there is come good or bad karma. Right? Just because heart is beating, that is not karma. Right? Because you are not even responsible for it. Right? That means you, you need to be responsible, you need to be expressing your intention, then only it becomes karma. If that is not there, even though there is action, it is not called karma. Right? You have to be very clear about that. Right? Karma just doesn't mean just action. It means intended action. An action which an intention is karma. Kama is karma. Without kama, there is no karma. Right? There is no karma without kama, desire. You have to have a desire, and desire to act. Then only that is that is constituted as a karma, right? Then it becomes good or bad or mixed, right? So that is there. Now the question is, if a person with chopped off hand and leg and, you know, his brain activity is gone, he is not doing karma, then how Jeeva can do karma? Right? So Jiva does karma through the body, body does karma through the karmendriya. That means hands, legs, you know, that expresses our intentions out. That is how karma is done. You get rid of that, no karma is done. Because you know, even the heart is beating, your are, you are breathing, it's not. It doesn't constitute karma, right? Karma means there has to be some intention. So you are just barely alive, alive and no, no thinking, nothing is going on. Are you doing any karma? No then if that itself is not doing karma, then how can Jiva be doing karma? Is Jeeva kri- sakriya or nishkriya? Nishkriya. It's nishkriya, correct. Because he has no avenue to express. Jiva needs a body. Uh, a pers- a Jeeva cannot become mukta without a body. You need, you need a body for sadhana. And that's why man's birth is the highest. Because that's where you have the greatest capacity to learn and to express. Right? That's why man's you know, buddhi development is the highest. Okay, so that is there. Now the question is, if Atma is Nishkriya, then how is he in Karma bandhana? Because Krishna is saying, Buddhi, buddhya yukta yaya partha, karma bandham With this understanding, you transcend the, uh, the Karma, the imprisonment of Karma, the binding of Karma is transcended with this skill, life skill, he says. If Atma is Nishkriya, right, then how is Atma bound by Karma? Karma is only in body, right? Does it have to do with Sharira? And... Correct, yeah, Sukshma Sharira is, you know, Sukshma, Indriyas are there, all that, right. okay. Let's stay. When I am talking about Jeeva, that means there is no sukshma sharira or stoola sharira. Just the jiva himself His has no no avenues. right? He, he has no avenues to think.
2: But uh, when a person is sleeping or when he is in coma, he
0: can dream and do, really does some actions. No. When the bio, mind is not working, what, what will he dream? He can dream but he can't do any actions. No. In a dream
1: is like a
0: So, you, so you 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 kill somebody in the dream, so is it Papa Karma or Punya Karma? <laughs> no, it's <not. laughs> Whatever you do in dream is it's not a part of karma. Otherwise, I would have been a saint. <laughs> right? So, that that's not, right? That's not true. Right? So, so again, another consequence is, we are talking about waking life. That's when karma phala occurs, right? You cannot have karma phala in dream state. So, that, that's another thing. Okay, so so if atma is nishkriya, then how is he bound? Okay, let let, let me cut it short because if we don't we are running short of time. So, desire. Okay, actions occur through the body. It's the intention. Okay, the desire. But what is the nature of jiva? What are the three the nature of the jiva? Three things. Satchit Ananda, right? Where is desire in Sachchit Ananda?
2: Ananda.
0: No. No, how? You have to tell me. So Kama, is it in Jiva or in the Dea? Deha.
2: Dea.
0: Right? It's in the body, right? Desire is not in Jiva. Desire is in the body. Right? Now I am saying action you know is 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 by desire. And desire is what Jiva controls. But desire is again not uh, not a part of Jiva. Desire is a part of Deha again. It's a part of body. It's part of Manas. It's a part of Indriyas. Desire is in, in Indriyas and Manas and Buddhi. So again, how is he Jiva bound? If Jiva is such Chit Ananda, where is Kama? no no but but how is the connection see kama is the one that is the, the seed for actions right action comes emerges from desire desire is connected to jiva but the jiva is not he does not have desire in his own con- you know his his constitution he's and ananda how do you connect desire and jiva because jiva, desire is in the body is not in jiva so the jiva has to be connected to desire somehow No, again, karma emerges from desire. So I mean, karma cannot again uh, do that, right? Desire is what is at the root of karma. That's why karma is in rajas because raja is it means desire. So if desire is in the body, then desire is not in jiva. How are those two connected? Prakriti. Which part? And
1: the, jiva is the body. When I mean, huh? I
2: mean, the jiva takes the form. Correct, but how? Which? How?
0: How do you? How does it get connected? See, because see, prakriti, prakriti you can get connection, right? Jiva and prakriti are binna, right? They have nothing in common. How do you connect something that are not have nothing in common? How do you communicate between those two? No, no, no. Jiva is not uh, any Panchabhuta related. Nothing is there in jiva. Deya is Panchabuta related. How do you connect connect the two things that are completely different in nature? I mean completely different in nature. But yet they are connected. How?
3: Swabhava.
0: Yes, no, Swabhava is in the jiva. That means the na- nature of the jiva. See, these these are the things, you know, fundamental things that you need to be very clear about, right? So these are the things you need to be clear about. It has to be one one of the three. Satchit Ananda. How is desire connected through chit, to, through knowing? Right. When Jiva chooses to know through the desire, then he gets connected. Right. The connection is only through Jiva, not through the body. body has no way to go and connect with Jiva. Right. When we say karma, when we say karma vandana, body has nothing to do with it because body does not, cannot touch it. They are, they are completely of different nature. How can it go and touch? I cannot touch space. Right? I mean, it's like that. You cannot touch it. Then how does it bind it? It cannot physically bind it. Then who is getting bounded? Jeeva himself is getting bounded. Because he is choosing it. And how do you choose? Through chip, through knowing, knowing. You choose to know this. That is how you are bound. So desire, okay. choose to know his desire. correct choose to know desire. Correct. Desire, right? You know through desire you you desire through knowing knowledge he does not have desire he has chit. he has the ability to know right so he chooses to know through it right? that's how action emerges right so desire is in the body what is connected with desire is chit part it has to be chit part because tat part is just existence ananda part is just knowledge but what is the one that is connecting the jiva is the chit part. Jiva is the one who is getting bound to the world. The world is not getting bound to Jiva. That's why knowledge is the problem, right? Agniana is the problem, why? Because Jiva is doing it, not, not the world is doing it. If the world was doing it, there was no way of us getting rid of it. Through knowledge, right? How can you get rid of knowledge? Because it is a problem of knowledge. Desire is through chit. Right? The connection of Jiva you know, to the body through desire is through chit. That means through knowledge, through knowing, and that's how they are corrected. So, atma is nishkriya, correct, but he becomes sakriya through chit. He can know and he can choose to know. That is what is karma for, for jiva. Right? Karma is not just physical action. Physical action is karma. I said then, intention is karma, desire is karma, and then knowing is karma. At the body level, is doing. At the level of jiva, what is karma? Knowing, ability to know, choosing what to what to see. Right, that is the ability to choose what to see, is is uh, what karma is for jiva. So, nishkriya in what sense? Physical activity sense is nishkriya. In the sense of karma, is he nishkriya? Yes and no, because karma, if you say desire, it's body. But if it is karma, is chit knowledge? or, they, no, I shouldn't say knowledge, but ability to know, then, yes, Jiva is bound. Jiva is bound by Agniana. When we say, the problem is Agnana, what is it? This is exactly the, what, what we choose to get, you know, bound with. That is what is the problem. So,
2: when a person in a coma, he is, uh, what
3: is happening there? Jiva is around, and asma is there. Correct. So, is he doing any karma there? Or... No, he is not doing any karma.
0: But no, I'm not saying he's doing karma there. I'm saying he's not doing any karma, but still jiva is not nishkriya. Jiva is kriyavan, vitru chit But you see, in that, in the in the Vedanta, that state is called murcha avastha. Right? It is not sushupti. So there are three states, right? Jagrata avastha, swapna avastha, sushupti avastha. Sushupti is deep sleep. Jagrata is waking state, Swapna is dream state. Sushupti is deep sleep state and in all of the Vedic literature, the deep sleep state is said to be Ananda state. That means that is where there is Ananda Bhoga. That means you feel rested, nothing, you know, when you come out of deep sleep, you get the, the experience of bliss in the deep sleep.
3: So when but,
0: but Murcha, coma state is not deep sleep state, it is Dukkha state. You know, it is explicitly stated in, in the Brahma Sutras when a person, because in a, in, a, in, some, in, a, in a thing, when a person dies in a coma, what kind of a state does he uh, it's tamas, because he is in dukkha bhoga. That means if a person comes out of coma, he does not feel rested. There is dukkha anubhava. It is not, deep sleep and coma are not the same, according to the Vedanta. doing no, jiva is nishkriya in that, but but jiva can be nishkriya sometimes, right? I mean, I, when I am sleeping, I am not working, right? But can I ever work? Yes, when I am in waking state, I can work, right? No, so, when you are when in coma, no, you are not. How can you? There is no way to express yourself, right? How? There is no desire. There, the desire is in manas, desire is in buddhi, desire is in indriya. Everything is shut off. You are neither dreaming nor you are interacting through waking state. Yeah, suspended enemy. That is murcha vastha.
3: Yeah. No,
0: he is not waiting because he will be moved right? So there is we nothing. The in... at
3: that point. No intentions. It's all.
0: It is. It is tamas state That means it is not a state of you know a bliss. It is a state of dukkha. Say murcha vastha is neither deep sleep nor dream. It is in between. And they say if you are in deep sleep, you are in ananda. If you die in deep sleep you are in good state. If you die in murcha vasta that means you are in tamas. You die when the body has tamas. That means you are not going to attain a good state. Right? Because why? Because tamas is uh, you know, dukkha vastha. Dukkha bhoga. There is no sukha bhoga. There is dukkha bhoga. That means when you come off, you know, probably that's what happened to Michael Jackson. right? And he was taking us all those anesthetics. Right? That state is not deep sleep state. That state is dukkha bhoga state. So, you have to be clear on that. Those There are three states, main three states, but they are in between states as well. Like deep meditation, samadhi, it's not, neither waking state nor deep sleep. A person who is in samadhi is not in deep sleep, right? He is still active, but he is in in between state, and therefore he is in a blissful state. Right? So, there are many states of which there are three main, but murcha is one of them between dream and deep sleep, and it is not a good state. Coma is not a good state, or, or anesthesia, you know, all those things are not a good state. Because you are not in deep sleep, right? So th- that's the thing. So, and why? Uh,
2: just to be
0: clear, Jiva is connected to the body through the desire of knowledge or just through the knowledge? No, not desire of knowledge. Just knowledge. Right, just knowledge. want wanting to, know. wanting to know. Yeah, it means in front of Jiva there are these three objects. Jiva picks up this object, you know, and this is desire and from this action follows right? so he always picks up this right? see experience so even to say uh, bliss because
1: jiva looks for experience experience, right? So, so jiva, you know, the traits of intelligence, knowledge cannot be attributed to jiva, itself, a part of the body
0: no, no, Chit, uh, Chit is part of jiva I mean the uh, I mean,
1: intelligence and uh, the like and all
0: are not part ah, of the body that is body yes, so, yes you know, the knowledge, Correct.
1: Yes. That's part of jiva or what part?
0: You know, oh, knowledge. We are, whatever is experienced is it's not part of jiva, but it's part of the sukshma sharira. So it already has those
1: basic traits with, for generations.
0: Uh, Correct. Yeah. So but it is I it's a, it's, a, it's part of, it. of your chitta, right? Your experiences, whatever you experience, is a part of your chitta. So that is there. But I mean, jiva doesn't have any uh, you know memory capacity. Right? He experiences. Right. But so, you know, those are the but how he connects is through knowledge. He Jiva connects to the world through knowledge. That's it. There is no other connection. And it has to be from Jiva's side, not from the world side. So this is, so the binding is from the Jiva's side and not the world side and therefore it's a problem of knowledge. it's, right? it's a bit
1: like a hard disk in a computer which yes. to... So you attain, start attaining the experience of the...
0: Yeah. The hard disk is like the chitta, yeah. and the experience of jiva is 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 uh, exp- you know memory, right? He's 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 remembering from that, right? So it's a, but when that is also gone, everything is gone,
2: right? That's uh, uh, only jiva remains, right? So when, when the jiva chooses the uh, chitta, it is based on the previous karma, or how does it choose? I mean, to do this or that? How does it decide? I mean, previous is...
0: karma and his nature. Because otherwise it will become uh, regression, right? Then you you say, I chose because of my previous karma. Then why did you do that previous karma? Because of another previous karma. But then why did you do that? And finally it has to come to Jiva Swabhava. Swabhava. It was your Swabhava that made you choose this over that. So Jiva
1: Swabhava doesn't have any memories, but uh, why would it remember all the previous karmas? uh, Do
0: you remember your previous karma?
1: Correct. But
0: But you are Jiva you are Jiva, right? So when when I say Jiva, that means I, you and all of us all of us are Jiva. I do not remember my previous karma. Right? But what I can I can just deduce from what is happening to me is I must have done something like that. Right? If something bad happens to me, oh some I have done something bad, right? But I'm not remembering, oh, did I do the that person I slapped, now I'm getting slapped we never we never you know remember that right we never remember mm-hmm. that so
2: that part is between uh, with uh, sat or where is it like you know is chit uh, so is the po- point where you know the jiva performing the action
0: see jiva performing the action through the body is through
2: knowing through knowing so, through knowing so where is it like the previous uh, birth and uh, i mean whatever the karmas where it is like on, on the jiva and
0: no, the karma, karma is outside you.
2: Right? When you do
0: something, it becomes part of the universe, and then the echo will come later. Right? You clap your hands, you are waiting for the echo, then you will receive the echo. <laughs> no, it, it, it's not, karma is not something, you know, in, you know it, it's there, internal to you. You have, you have killed somebody, right? That is a part of the universe now. That is coming around back. You are born again, or, or in the same life, whatever. The consequence, as an echo, you know, echo, is coming back, and then you suffer it. It may, may not be suffering. Karma can be good and bad, right? And then you suddenly they make you a king. That means you have done some good karma, right? So that echo is, you know. But when you do karma, it is a part of the universe. It's not, you know, it's not uh, internal to you.
1: Even Jeeva cannot control what kind of actions it can do or it
0: can avoid. No, no, he he can. Yeah, he can, but uh, the,
1: the big scheme of things. Right. Right. So the consequence is good or bad that
0: can happen. Right. But yeah, but you know, jiva Jee- can control everything. Why don't you
1: just good things? You know? Yeah, the, but the, the whole the whole point so is. Whole point is so you don't have everything.
0: No, that's exactly knowledge, right? Chit is confused, so he does not know what to pick. Which so why, why do we pick?
3: But, uh, one here, Right. The right. jiva.
2: ...based on where you were born and your circumstances. Exactly, exactly. And
0: what decides decides where you are born? Is it in your control where you are born? So what is not in your control is because of your actions, previous actions. What is in your control is your future actions, right? See, you cannot have karma phala if you cannot, you know, have a new expression. If everything is your previous action, then you are just, you know, cruising, right? You have to press your uh, gas pedal. When you press the gas pedal, you are doing new karmas, good or bad, right? So when we, when we are doing, see, I was uh, I used to tell this uh, story in the Mahabharata when when the Pandavas are in the forest, how Draupadi tells uh, Yudhishthira, they see karma because Yudhishthira says it's all daiva. you know. That's why we are in the forest. Draupadi clarifies, see, there are there is daiva, there is a purushakara two aspects in karma Daiva controls what you cannot control purushakara is what you can control right and she's saying yudhishthira you can choose to control and fight the war why do you, why are you stuck with daiva? right if it is only daiva, then you know the, then you what is anything, yeah right yeah. because then how did you get your actions in the first place right exactly. so it's both together always <laughs> right it's like daiva is like habits right purushakara is you know you're trying to quit it but if habit is very strong, it takes you a lot of strength of will to quit it. Right? So habit is coming from your previous actions. The new actions has to be these two, the fight between these two, the fight between your habit and fight between your new action. So these two are things, right?
2: When you, when you first started your first suru... Your first there is no first, that's the thing. No
0: when you said there is no beginning, when when jiva is aja... So, uh,
2: so are we saying that...
0: people are see Swarupa is not controlled by God if God gave us Swarupa then how can we be uh, you know, experiencing uh, bliss or, or uh, sadness grief right? no,
1: But we are still uh, parts of
0: that no a part means something different when we come to that Hamsha can be Samsha and Bhinamsha this part you know this cap is a part of the bottle we are not part of God like this cap is part of God. How, why? God is infinite. And the Isha Vasya Upanishad says, Purnamada, Purnasya, Purnameva, It means, if any part of God is also infinite, there cannot be a finite part of God. And how can we be a part of God? Because we are finite. So, there cannot be an, a finite part of God. Whichever amsha is, whatever avatara is, whatever atomic or anor aniyan, mahador mahiyan, jantor nito guhayam, says Katopanishad. That means he is the atomic of the atomic, he is the infinite of the infinite, both. And they are both the same. So they are both infinite, even though they are both... So it is beyond our understanding. Right? So we we are not a part of God in that way, but we are part of God in another way. And one of the hint is bimba prati bimba. Right? The, we are the image, and how that is linked. But that is, you know, we will study that later. Okay, so that's the thing. What was your question?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, when you say, okay, if, 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 we, if we are jiva, right? Right. We got the knowledge, right? And when
2: you're born, you're born based on your karma, and that's what you just confirmed. Right. We're based on what the sort of previous action that you've
0: done. Correct. So it's always it's it's your previous action and your current action. There has to be a current action, otherwise, you know, there is nothing. (laughs) Correct. And again, action is that, with respect to a Jiva, action is that which has an intention. Not every action has a karma pala. So if you are clear about that, you know know 90% of Hindu dharma. So these these are what it is talking about. So we know about the three things, right? And the third one is, what is the extent of Jiva's influence? And the extent of Jiva's influence is what he can do what you control the actions and not the consequences so these three, Krishna is saying now we are going to look at how these three points of what is from the Sankhya is inculcated in your everyday life ok so now let's go to the verse number 42 42 it's a very interesting consequence because he previously says Vyavasayatmika buddhi, ekeha kurunandana, bhushaka hi anantascha buddhayaha avviavasayanam. And we had this discussion last time. How you Vyavasayatmika means Pramana Nirnita Mishayatmika? I said how why should we take Krishna's words? There are so many Jagat Gurus in the world, everybody says something different. Right? Why 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 should I follow this? That is, for any sadhaka, this will be a question because one guru promises this: "I will touch my hand, you know, you'll be, you'll be healed, and then and I say I oh, will follow that guru." You say I was born in this tradition or his paramaguru, but you don't know what he's saying, right? Everybody says there are many gurus. How do and and if all of them say the same thing, it's fine, but they are saying completely contradictory things. If that is the case, then why should I believe? Or why should I follow what Krishna is saying here? Why not follow somebody, some other person? Krishna is not personality-driven, right? He's not saying follow because I am saying. Krishna never says that. Why? So, in 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 uh, in, a, in, the, in general terms, why should we? What should we follow? What is the right knowledge? Right? How do I determine what is the right thing to do? That is Krishna says. There is one right thing. Vyvasayatmika means Pramana Nirnita Nischa Buddhi Eka I Eva. There is only one that comes from valid sources of knowledge Whatever comes from valid sources of knowledge the conclusion from that will be <coughs> but one Opinions are innumerable Avyavasayinam Bahushaka, many and Anantascha means innumerable Opinions are innumerable but valid knowledge is but one. And how do you attain valid knowledge? Through valid pramāṇas. Pratyaksha, anumāna, nirdushta pratyaksha, nirdushta anumāna, nirdushta agama. But some of the stuff like going from eternal
1: and
0: those things, okay. the See, that which you can see, you don't want Vedas to tell you. Right? That's why you have pratyaksha. That means... In the things that you can see, what you experience is primary. The things that you can see, you know, a little bit, you can still infer. But you still need, that's why it's called anumana. Anumana means manam anusaratiti anumanam. It is anusara. Inference or reason is not a pramana on its own. Right? It needs pratyaksha, that means it needs experience. But I can infer, but still it is not uh, conclusive. Inference is never conclusive, right? That's why people say, "Oh, you have to be rational." But being rational is only within the context of experience, right? Without experience, how can we, how can you be rational? Right? You need experience to help your reasoning, right? So anumana and pratyaksha are one. That which you can never not see. that means not experience nor can you infer where does that come from Shabda Pramana when you say Atma but see in the Vedanta Atma's existence is intuitively known it is not known through Vedas that's very interesting it says people know that they are different from the body but they just don't understand it that's what vedanta says you don't need vedas to tell you because you already know that you are because the way that you the words you speak i will you know fight with my body you say you externalize your body already in your language so you already know it internally but you do not know completely understand that feeling but god completely vedas there's no other source for god right because it is neither protection or can you infer god because ra- reasoning can either be for or against. You can prove or disprove (coughs) existence of God with reasoning. Pratiksha is not possible. Only source of knowledge for God is Vedas, Vedanta. Right? So, what Krishna is saying is, Nirdushta Pratiksha, how you should base your judgment or conclusion, first primary is your experience. You should experience it. Your inference and the Vedavakya. And Vedavakya, you know, we will see the next uh, consequence. But these two are Nirdushta. Nirdushta means you need to be aware that you can be biased in these two. Because just to experience, sun goes from east to west. And you say, earth oh, is stationary, sun goes around. But you are still experiencing that. Why do you come to the wrong conclusion? Because it is not Nirdushta Pratyaksha. That means Parikshita Pratyaksha. You need to have tests to determine the validity of experience the same way you need to have the right kind of reasoning so when the, these two are the tools for knowledge when you you have these two tools and then you have Shabda Pramana that will give you the tools to make the right judgement and when you do that with these are the valid sources of knowledge the conclusion that you or anybody comes to will be just one if you and somebody do not think the same thing. It is because of the valid source of knowledge. You are thinking different because there is some dosha somewhere either in your experience or in your logic or in your interpretation of the word. So that is nothing. We differ because of that. We differ because of the source of pramana. Not because of there is an inherent difference. There is just but one. Right? So that is the consequence. Now, shabda pramana, I said, is word. Right. this this is very interesting because i was thinking of this for to apply for media right now shabda pramana when is shabda pramana when is the word valid when is a word valid how do you verify from other sources authentic source correct but uh, let's if you can prove, let's say there is no, you cannot prove it.
1: At least there is a logical way of explaining that.
0: You cannot do that. I, I'll give you, like, I'll give you a worldly example because I was thinking we should, we, we need to put this to the media. And this, this, there is this concept called aptavakya. It means a person has to be your well-wisher. He should not have the intention to mislead you. Now, when you see the media. Let's say, uh, you know, when, when the stock traders say, okay, you need to buy this stock, is that Vakya? Right? So, because it was not Vakya, it was biased. Because he was selfish for himself, he was telling you to buy. Right? Then that word becomes, is it Shabda Pramana? Is it a valid Shabda Pramana? No. When is it, when he has a good, w- well wishing for you, then it becomes Shabda Pramana. Right? And then it has to meet your other constraints of. Pratyaksha and Anumana. But if that is not there, you want to cross a river and somebody is sitting at the bank and you say how deep it is and he says, oh, just six feet. And then you walk in and then you see it is, you know, twenty feet. And then you drown. But the thing is, you take his word because he has no evil intention according, you know, from you look at what how he talks and say, no, he has no evil intention towards you. You are no are not interacted before. So it should be true because it is up to
1: but the other side
0: of the story is like, he doesn't know what the depth is. Correct. When you, when you cannot know, how, how how do you proceed? That is the problem, right? When you cannot know, have no means through experience or reasoning, how do you proceed? Through somebody's experience. And how do you believe somebody's experience? He has to be trustworthy. And how is he trustworthy? He has to have well-wish towards you. That's why shabda pramana is correct only when it is an apta you cannot go to some guru some x y z why because he will not have your good intentions or you know your good intentions towards you that's why it's not professionalized it is personalized information when it comes in a personalized form towards you will be valid usually valid one of the tests is that personalization right? so shabda, that's a shabda pramana so we need to have this in the media they have to say, oh, I'm telling Aptavakya, I have your good uh, you know, intentions, for good intenti- intentions towards you. You buy it, go and buy this stock. And that's why they say, okay, I own this. Why, why do they say, I own this stock? So that you know where he's coming from. right? Because it's not an Aptavakya. You have to deduce from what he's saying. Right? So that's the thing. Aptavakya means it has to be from good intentions. Then only it becomes valid. Now, the word... Now, Krishna is saying Yamimam Pushpitam pushpitaam vacham pravadanti avipaschitaha veda vada rataha partha nanyadastiti vadinaha Very interesting. Even if you say knowledge comes from shrutis. Because why knowledge comes from shrutis? Because it has no authorship. See, they have gone to the extent of saying Dosha arises through an authorship. If something has no authorship, there is no bias. And therefore there is no... Whatever that body of knowledge is, is valid knowledge. That's why Shruti is taken as valid knowledge, because nobody composed it. They just saw it. They did not compose it. If it was a composition of somebody, even if it is a composition of God, it is still called Smriti. Why is Bhagavad Gita not Shruti and why is it Smriti? It is still below Shruti's. Why is it? Because it was told by somebody to somebody. And it was not there before them. Right. So it is still a smriti. And it is still need to be measured and validated through shrutis. You cannot take Bhagavad Gita on its own word if it goes contradictory to the Vedas. Right? Vedas are the ultimate reference, frame of reference by which you judge everything else. Even if God says that. Right, that's how it is. Be- why? Because Vedas do not have an authorship. If there is an authorship, there is a bias. If there is no authorship, there is no bias. That bo- body of knowledge is is valid. Somebody he somebody gets it. Some that's why they are called seers. Right? Tattva darsi. Tattva, they, they saw this. And they come not not write, I mean writing is uh, relatively new, but it, it was word of mouth for generations, and even the tone and the and the, and the uh, pronunciation have been retained exactly like what it was for thousands of years. Like a tape recorder recording, it has come down to us. So why did they choose to do that only for the Vedas and not for the other literature? Right. So that is very important. Because Shruti is deemed that important. Even the Swaras, the tone, all of those are kept alive. Through word of mouth for generations. So these, so now in the Veda itself, see that there are how many darsanas are there in the Vedanta in the in the Vedic schools? I mean, how many how many different schools of thought are there? There are Astika schools and Nastika schools, right? Astika schools and Nastika. What is Nastika? It's
2: it's
0: not actually atheism. Na asti. Nothing beyond what we can experience is there. Na asti. Astika means asti. There is something beyond what we can see. That's the only difference. So there are two schools, or two different kinds of schools of thought. Nastikas and astikas. Nastikas, what are nastikas? What are the three main schools? There are innumerable schools. Three main schools. Buddhism. Bauda Dharma. They do not? They only... Give credence to experience and inference, no Shabda Pramana, right? no, no Vedas. Jaina Dharma, the same thing, they do not give credence to Shabda Pramana, there is only Pratyaksha Charvaka, atheistic school, right? Charvaka, only experience, not even logic. Because he says logic, you can come to wrong long conclusions, because logic depends on experience, therefore experience is primary so they do not even uh, take reasoning as as uh, valid pramana only what i can see i believe i do not believe in things things i can infer nothing like that right world not at all right? these are and there are other different kinds of kshanika who thinks you know every every second we are different you know all those things are there very completely deterministic we do not control anything you know all these schools of thought are there in in in, uh, in the nastikas? Three are main, right? Buddha, Jaina, Charvaka, Lokayata. Three main, but there are innumerable schools of nastika thought. Astika thoughts, schools of thought. You have Shatdarshana, six schools of thought: Sankhya, Yoga, Nyaya, Vaisheshika, Purva Mimamsa, Uttar Mimamsa. Six schools of thought. Sankhya Yoga, that's what I was saying. Sankhya Yoga, schools of thought are different from what Krishna is saying here. Sankhya school of thought is again, they give credence to the word, the Vedas. They also follow the Vedas. But they say Nirishvara, there is no God. But they are still following Vedas. See, that is the thing. Right? We have more atheistic schools in India than theistic schools. Can you believe that? But now, you know now you know they've gone away. Like, there's no Sankhya school. yoga has you know, survived, but Sankhya in all those schools have gone away. Even Charvaka was there in Akbar times. In Akbar's times they had this religious conf- conference of different schools of thought. and one of the people who were invited was from atheistic school of thought. Right? So Sankhya is astika thought, that means asti. There's something beyond what we see, but there is no God. Astika doesn't mean theism. Astikas means that which is beyond what we experience. Yes, asti, they say, yes, it is there. But it's nirishvara vada. That means there is no God. There is a Seshvara Sankhya also. There is a God version of Sankhya also. Right? They talk about Prakriti and Purusha. Yoga. We all know about yoga, right? Asanas, Pranayama, all these things are there. And all, you know, it's not like one school, it's just an exclusive property of one school. I mean the things that are there are shared across all the schools. Pranayama is not just yoga school practice. It is practiced across all the schools of thought. But it emerges from this school of thought. Yoga school of thought. Right? Patanjali is not the creator of yoga system. He was an editor of yoga system. Now, yoga has come from even before him. Right? But he edited it into some sutras. Right? So that is also school of thought. But that is not Vedanta. It is not. It is Even though it is based on Vedas, it still is not part of Vedanta that we study. What we study in Vedanta is Dvaita, Advaita, Visistha, Dvaita, and all those things are Uttaramimamsa school, school that comes after Vedavyasa. Right? Vedavyasa analyzes all the school, says all these are wrong in totality. Right? There are aspects of which correct things that they take into the uh, Uttaramimamsa school, but the totality of these different schools, they reject it. Right? Vedavyasa rejects Sankhya school, Yoga school, Vaisheshika school, Nyaya school in the Brahma Sutras. They are all rejected. Even Yoga is rejected right? as invalid in totality. But the practices are still valid. right? So then Sankhya, Yoga is there. Nyaya school. Nyaya, what is Nyaya? What does Nyaya mean? That is the popular meaning. Nyaya means logic, reasoning. Right? Tarka, Nyaya, they are all the same. So Nyaya school of thought says exactly the same thing. The problem is ignorance. In in all of these schools of thought the problem is ignorance. The solution differs. And the solution, according to the Vedavyasa, so the solution of these schools are wrong in totality. Right. So the solution in, in Nyaya is, the problem is Ajnana. How do you take Ajnana out? Through logic. So it is logic school. They say you reason everything. You can come to correct conclusion. And then Bhattarana Vedavyasa says reasoning is anumana, anusarati. How can you come to conclusion through reason when reason is dependent on experience? So you know, all those things are there, right? Nyaya school Vaisheshika school is a school of atomism. Kanada. Paramanus. They are like physicians of the ancient world. They analyze the world, you know, in terms of physics. The world is reduced to atoms. And atoms combine and form all those things so that becomes Vaisheshika school. So, Vaisheshika school is a school of physics, kind of physics, right? So, Nyaya school, Vaisheshika school, and then you have Purva Mimamsa school, right? Purva Mimamsa, they are like the word how to interpret the Vedas and do the right thing. That is Purva Mimamsa school, right? And they are concerned with how to interpret the world, how the word and the meaning are connected, how we understand the world through the words, you know, and how to do the yagna, and all those things, rituals, everything comes under Purvamimamsa. Uttaramimamsa is also a mimamsa, but Uttaramimamsa is Veda, usually Vedanta, the knowledge of Atma, whatever we are studying and interpreting is Uttaramimamsa. But these are the different schools of Astika thought. Right, all these, all these schools, different schools of thought are there. In the Astika gods, you have different schools, right? If only, with the, just you take Uttara you have Advaita, you have Dvaita, you have Vishistha Dvaita, Dvaita Dvaita, Shuddha Dvaita, oh, so many innumerable schools, right? So they are all there. So, now the question is, just because one says the Shabda Pramana is valid, doesn't mean it is valid. That, because Sankhya also says it's valid and say there is no God. Yoga also says it's valid and come to a wrong conclusion. Nyaya says it's valid and says it's only logic is needed, right? So uh, how do you come when it's a word? How do you come to a right conclusion in the word? And how how what motivates man's actions? So now Krishna takes up all these things from now on. He says Yamimam Pushpitam Vacham Pravadanti avipaschita. means wise man. Avipaschit means Ignorant man, unwise, ignorant, right? So pushpitam vacham means flowery words. What does flowery word mean? It means it is very good to hear, very nice. But it will wither away like a flower. When it blooms it's nice, then it withers away, right? Pushpitam vacham pravadanti. there are people who also have access to valid source of knowledge, Shabda Pramana. But they are still focused on something else in that. Their motivating factor is different. He says they focus. They, they speak about these flowery words. These unwise speak about these flowery words. And what do this? What does he say? Where the na iti vadinaha Especially Puruva School. See, Puruva Saskul School does not talk about moksha. They only talk about swarga narka. Thing of about life is, you do good deeds, right? You do nice Homa, Yagna, and all that. Then you will go enjoy in Swarga. Then you will be born again. Then do Homa, Yagna, and all that. You will go to Swarga. That is that Your aim is going to Swarga, enjoy living here, enjoy But to enjoy, you have to do Dharma, good deeds. They still do. They are good people. They do good deeds. They do Homa, Hona, and all that. But they are still in. In this cycle. Which means what? Now, we say you have to do good karma. So this is all leading to the, the, the final analysis here of Krishna, of karma. Should one do dharma or dharma? Dharma, right? Right actions. But in dharma, Krishna is saying, even these people who do dharma, they come back. Yamimam Pushpitam Vacham Pravadanti Avipaschitaha Veda Vadarataha Partha Na asti Iti Vadinaha. Okay, that means they are Veda Vadarataha. They still use the Vedas. Right? And they speak flowery words, he says. But they say Na asti Iti Vadinaha. There is nothing other than the enjoyment that is promised in the Vedas. There is no moksha. The end goal of the Vedas is to make person happy in this world, in the next life. How do you? How does? Uh, how did? And uh, how do you? How does it make you happy? By saying that do this deed, do this homa, do this dana. Yeah, exactly what we are all doing, right? We are, we are not moksha sadhakas. We are all sargasadakas. We in, when we are earning all these things, we are earning to enjoy. Right? So, this, we are all mimamsis in spirit, even though we do not identify with the school, in spirit we are the same. Right? So, what it is saying, Mimamsa school, is this, the ultimate aim of life is to enjoy. Right? Enjoy in this world, enjoy in the other world. If you do dharma, even though you may enjoy Kshanika for a, some time here, in the other world you are going to suffer. right? So they do not say do a dharma. Charvakas are, you know, they, you can do anything. Right? Just enjoyment. Maximum enjoyment is charvaka. Puruman Mamsa school, they say, no, we are not telling you do a dharma. Do dharma. But do dharma to desire what? So that you get, you know, like you know you do homa, you wear rings, so that you get good wealth, you get lottery. right? That is Puruman Mamsa do Shani Puja so that Shani will be good. In you know, all this astrology that comes in the channels, right? You do you put this this side and you, know, you put some pictures in, in this corner, you know, in this uh, part of the house, Lakshmi will enter in. Vastisha, <laughs> uh, right? What what is what is that? Mamsa or Mamsa in spirit. Mamsa, right? When we are talking about Lakshmi, you're talking about purvonamsa, and because you're talking about enjoyment, right? You're talking about enjoyment, so it's fine. So when, but enjoyment, what purvonamsa is talking enjoyment, is not the bad kind of enjoyment. It's good kind of. That means you do dharma, and you get good enjoyment. When you do karma, you get do good enjoyment here as well as hereafter. So they are focused on that. Na anya there is nothing other than this. And Krishna says that is not correct. Krishna says doing dharma is not correct. Doing a dharma is wrong. Doing dharma is also not correct. At this point let's stop.
3: <laughs>
0: no, even if intention is fine. Doing dharma with a dharmic intention is still not correct. Let's see it in the next part. <laughs> Okay, so I think uh, today is the last class uh, for this session. So it is going to probably start from January 15th, right? 15th, yeah. January 15th. So, agle Baag, you know, Pirma okay. Lenge. <laughs> okay. Om Vasudevasutam
3: Vasudeva
0: Devam, Devam. Kamsachanura Kamsa Mardanam Devaki. Devaki Paramanandam, Paramanandam. Paramanandam. Krishnam, Krishnam. One day, Jagat Gurum, oh.